0: Thank you. The Biden-Harris administration's Management Agenda vision, launched in late 2021, has laid out an ambitious plan for agency and government leadership. The multi-stage and multi-year strategy aims to improve how the federal government operates and earn citizens' trust. To do this, the president's management agenda has targeted improving three particular areas, the workforce, citizen experience, and the business of government. So what does it look like to actually achieve these goals, and what tools will agencies need to adopt to do so? That is exactly what we'll delve into on the next three episodes of Transforming Government Experience podcast. I'm your host, James Hansen, group publisher for Federal and Technology Markets at GovExec, and joining me today to talk through the first priority is Kevin Brooks, Principal Digital Strategist for DOD and the Intelligence Community at ServiceNow, and Kevin Hall, ServiceNow's Senior Principal Product Success Manager for Employee Workflows. Thank you both for joining me. Let's get right into it. The first priority is to strengthen and empower the federal workforce, challenging government agencies to become the model employer, hiring a workforce that reflects the diversity of the country and providing employees the support they need to succeed. Let's start with the stronger aspect. What does a strong federal workforce look like and what will agencies need to do in order to accomplish that goal? Thanks, James. that's a good question. A strong workforce has kind of been redefined and it's
1: one that is resilient and capable of handling uncertainty, more closely reflecting the population that it serves, and it's one that where the employees are proud to work for the federal government and accomplish the mission of government. I think that would make a stronger workforce than we may have had going into the last couple of years and I think going forward that's what I think the market will demand. In my opinion, agencies need to put tools in the hands of employees and let them do their magic. We saw that at the beginning of the pandemic, how fast everybody ramped up to hybrid work and remote work, and it's continued on. So now you got to find the next part of that. So we want to modernize the policies that drive federal business, uh, decide on an IT modernization approach to partner with those policies, and then transform the way the work is done. And develop a comprehensive strategy to both reward continuity, within existing workforce to continue to retain people, and you want to also build, refresh the workforce to be more inclusive and reflective of the population that it serves, with the end goal of both being better responsiveness. And then finally, you want to task members of the diverse work sets, be it through age, experience, to be part of a robust employee developer program to really accelerate the return on value and to increase adaption across the workforce and make them a co-owner of solutions, which I think in the end will make the federal government destination employer.
0: And Kevin Hall, let's talk a little bit about those modernization tools. How do you put together a strategy to modernize those tools and how do those tools enable what Kevin was talking about?
2: One of the PMA strategies is to make every federal job a good job where all employees are engaged, supported heard and empowered, and they get opportunities to grow, learn, thrive, and have an effective voice in their workplace throughout their entire careers. So one of the ways that we think agencies can really help their employees and their workforce out is through creating just a wonderful employee experience. The first step is figure out what's most important. Don't try and boil the ocean all at once and really just focus on some key strategies to get a quick win, quick return on the investment. Prioritize based on what's your most pressing need at the agency. For example, if you're losing a high number of employees during their first year, maybe it makes sense to look at the onboarding workflow, the onboarding phase, and see if there's any opportunities for improvement there. So once an agency's looked at and identified their first one or two opportunities, then you got to do some research and uh, really dig in and collect some data to figure out what some of the root causes are. You can do this through data analysis, through employee surveys, through reaching out and getting feedback from new employees using the onboarding example, their managers, their coworkers, really be deliberate about collecting this information. You also want to know what is it you're trying to accomplish, right? You want to know what the end state employee experience is going to be, or you hope it will be. So make sure you're thinking about that as you're collecting your data. And then definitely as you start mapping out objectives to get to this new end state, you want to look for hurdles, rocks and shoals and things like that. You want to make sure that these same stakeholders are empowered to continue to provide feedback. You don't want them to just kind of think of it as putting information into a black hole and not get anything back out of it. So you can do pulse surveys along the way, you can reach back to stakeholders, things like that. And then as you implement this new experience, whatever it may be, this new onboarding experience, for example, You want to make sure to share with the stakeholders, share with the people you receive the information from, how you're making it better, and making sure that resonates with them and is going to resonate for future new employees. And then finally, James, once you've got a great model to build an employee experience for a couple first two or three topics, use that model to repeat. Tailor it as necessary, but don't try and reinvent the wheel every time.
0: I think that that whole employee life cycle is absolutely critical to any organization, especially for government. Kevin Brooks, one of the challenges I think that we're all facing these days is talent. How does this process manifest into also recruiting talent into agencies? The way we connect with our employees, that's the
1: first step. Your best recruiters are going to be current employees. So by retaining your best talent, you will then make the recruiting of new talent easier. When you are happy in your job, you talk about it a great deal. You take pride in it, and that resonates with people. So one of the things we've realized that uh, the data is starting to show out is younger Americans, whether they're Gen Z or millennials, value work-life balance, the value the experience, and they value what we usually call the intangibles for work versus just pure compensation that earlier generations have been. So how do we do that? We reduce the turnover of the current employees by enabling omni-channel engagement, HR, IT, workplace services among few, Uh, Use intelligent agent and virtual assistants to help resolve issues faster. The employees are happy on the job and we can reinvent ways for them to work across the enterprise by elevating that experience and making your work life similar to your personal life. Those agencies already on board, those employees, they will become advocates. So going to the next step of actual active recruiting, you then make that part of your company culture. It starts at the top and it goes to the bottom where You really make your agency stand out by improving their experiences. Talk about your company experiences. Talk about the employee experiences. Demonstrate how they're improving. As I mentioned in an earlier portion of this conversation, worker developers, so employee developers who will continue to modify the tools that you have to work with and to engage your customer base will be very important. And using those folks who are in the organization as ambassadors to help recruit, Then you streamline your onboarding and offboarding to make the process less painful, bring them on from higher to retire, the whole moments that matter. Those things are very important. So it's a cultural thing, but it's underlined by some technology. In the future, in a hybrid work environment, you want to make both touchless and remote-friendly work tools, but also make that engagement very similar to
0: that. The human capital management side is responsible for that recruiting, skilling, reskilling. The IT department is responsible for implementing these systems and putting governance. There's other stakeholders. How do agencies bring those different groups together, eliminate silos to drive outcomes in these areas? You need a good integrated platform that can integrate all of them. You want a single system of action, a
1: single system of engagement, if at all possible. Number one, We don't work in silos. So, you need a platform that's adaptive enough to be able to integrate with your current ERPs or your current systems of record, even without replacing them, just to be able to talk to them and make sure they come together. Do you need to modify your workflows? If I'm an employee or a customer and I enter an action, that action should be routed to the appropriate place, even if I started it in the wrong place. So, those work shows that behind-the-scenes workflow to be able to route it to the correct place and then get me the service that I need. And then finally, you have to have the buy-in, as I said before, from the employees that they want to be a part of a modern organization and they want to be a part of the developer solution. And that's why an employee development program is great. They know where the work is and how the work flows and they know where the bottlenecks may lie. So having a platform that all that is very flexible is the key to monitoring information.
0: And In Kevin Fall. Kevin Brooks talked about the new generation of employees and trying to create a work environment where you have similar capabilities at your fingertips. You can work the way that you do at home as well as in the office now that we're in this hybrid environment. How can agencies create that more intuitive, mobile, and modern way of working?
2: That's a great question, and I'm glad that Kevin brought that up. First of all, I think it's important for the listeners to know that ServiceNow, we're a decently sized company. We're across the globe. So we've got similar challenges and things as our public sector customers have with regards to employee engagement and service and systems of actions and things like that. So what we do is, frankly, we use our own technology to help our employees get what they need. So we find that using our employee center, for example, and self-service HR catalog items and things like that, make it easier for employees to self-serve, deflect cases away from HR, The data flows to and from our human capital system of record as it's required. And really, we've been successful using our own tools to empower our global workforce in the office, on the road, at home, or some combination thereof, which positions a company well to help public sector customers and customers in general realize those same efficiencies and effectiveness of service delivery with their own HR service delivery implementations. So kind of going back to the onboarding example that I used earlier, it's relatively straightforward to use ServiceNow to create an onboarding workflow for your employees or contractors, integrate it with your, for example, personnel security case management system to do the adjudications, make sure the employees are cleared to onboard or contractors. And then have at the other end of an employee lifecycle an integrated offboarding workflow. So agencies can protect their information security, they can ensure the security of their property, they can ensure effective knowledge transfer activities when employees or contractors leave. Next, going back to what I talked about earlier, is the employee experience. At ServiceNow, we're able to self-serve many of our HR and payroll actions, which cuts down on the confusion for employees to know where to go for answers, which as you know, any time spent off mission is time that you're not delivering service to an agency's customers or executing the mission and things like that. And also enabling self-service for employees frees up HR specialist time to work on more high value add activities, workforce planning, working with succession planning with their managers and things like that. So to achieve that, I think the ServiceNow Employee Center is a great top level to provide things like a space for employees to get answers to questions, make requests, things like that. It meets employees where they are. So Kevin talked about this next generation workforce, on-the-go, mobile, hybrid, right? So whether browser, a mobile app. Virtual agent, you can get the same sort of service level, no matter what platform you're using. And then finally, this consistency, makes sure everybody gets that kind of marvelous employee experience that I talked about earlier. The next thing I want to say that's resonant to the current time is, what does it look like? The transformation of work has gone from the place you have to go to something you do. And it's fundamentally reshaping the role of the workplace, making it more sort of a destination or collaboration environment. As agencies reimagine workspaces for future workforce, future knowledge workers, how they're going to continue to modernize their workforce and workforce flexibilities as OPM contemplates, closer collaboration and true human connections is going to trump cost and control. The other thing is these new hybrid workplace environments are going to open up more professional development and training opportunities for employees, whether it's personal professional development true professional development opportunities with coursework or things like that. Once this new technology is in place, supporting this new hybrid workforce paradigm, it's gonna fade into the background, right? It'll just be there, it's table stakes. And that's really when the leadership teams are going to accelerate their ability to put employees first. And obviously the result is gonna be a more effective mission delivery and a much more engaged workforce, which as Kevin alluded to, is gonna greatly improve employee retention.
0: Kevin Brooks, many agencies are still using legacy technology and HR systems. How can they integrate the Now platform to modernize those systems? Our platform is
1: designed from inception to be a single system of engagement and action and data flow. So those three things are how we kind of match. So one, we sit on top of your current systems with integrations and we allow the employee or the customer to start their engagement layer with ServiceNow. And that can be anything from the app on your phone that leads you into a finance workflow on name of a finance ERP. And then to how you actually go to your web portal and browser, do the same thing. Next step, the system of engagement. Now the worker and the fulfiller still in ServiceNow can take that submission and they can workflow it either they can move that work to a fellow employee who's more skilled at it or they can actually do the fulfillment right there in ServiceNow. And finally, from data, that data will still flow to the ERP. So your system of record is to your system of record. So if you started a finance workflow on your mobile device and it then moves in ServiceNow, it then moves to the fulfiller in ServiceNow. The ServiceNow the fulfillment for that organization can still do the work in service now, and then it works over into your data set, so it still sits in the system of record. So the data is still always going to be in the system of record. That's the beautiful thing about it. Any agency, business, whatever that works with us, they own their own data, and we work resident with those ERPs to make it a seamless experience from inception to completion.
0: And so as we're circling that back, and I appreciate all of the insights that Kevin Brooks, from the technology, the modernization, to the actual like human capital management, recruitment, all of that is part of an employee life cycle to make that happen. Where can agencies, and should they start, as they think about strengthening
1: and empowering their workforce? They just need to start by leading from the front with transformation, but don't limit it to there. It has to be a holistic approach. Employees have to be involved in the process because they know where the work is. They know where the bottlenecks are. And they can probably point out to more senior individuals where the value for rapid improvement, where that value stream is quickly to make meaningful changes on the front end with minimal effort. And some of it's process, some of it's going to be IT, some of it's going to be cultural. But you definitely want to start with leadership at the top, but using the insights gained up and down the organization to figure out what your biggest pain points are. Be agile, both
2: in process improvement and technology implementations. Don't try and tackle it all once. Tackle it in phases, sort of a crawl, walk, run approach. And don't be afraid to pivot from phase to phase based on what you've identified as you roll out these organizational improvements over time. And then last, I would say don't underestimate the organizational change management requirements. Change is tough on everybody. You'll want to make sure that you account for that throughout the plan. Commit to the plan. And then, as I mentioned, continue to roll out the capability incrementally as it makes sense to your agency. And following these seemingly simple but pretty powerful approach, I think organizational transformation becomes much less scary.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining me. And thank you to our listeners of the Transforming Government Experience podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes for more insight into how agencies can get set up for tomorrow.